Video errors and everything. So, you know, we this season, this season six and seven and eight and stuff. We we want to date. Video quality better, as you can look back and see. So I brought back on someone that y'all need to see and listen to. Man, we cause I mean he came on a couple episodes. Only did one. Only oh, on did one. <laughs> he supposed to do more than one. He came on one episode in season one. I finally got him back today. Man. I'm gonna read out loud to introduce himself, reintroduce himself to y'all, cause it's been so long. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Cause what's up, y'all? My name is Todd Johnson. That's my cousin right there. T. They run in family. <laughs> yeah, yo, man. Yeah, we we grew up together. We uh play ball together. All the way from Cantonment to from from boys to men. Literally, literally from boys and men. Uh, man, cause we've been over through a lot of shit. A lot, bro. Man, ain't like all star games, everything else. Ain't like he's the only one that competed with me. Well, I well he was a home run king. I couldn't compete. I was the second runner up. But <laughs> he was tall as shit back then, so it wasn't even really no foul. Come look, this dude made me compete. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was like a he compete, I compete, I compete, he compete. So we just made each other better. Yeah. So. Hey, we never played on each other's team until all star. So that was a that was a fun part of the journey. The only time we played together is weird. Yeah. The only time, but it was good too. Yeah, cause like, hey, you all play with Coach Coach Thompson and all of them, man. I used to be like, uh, yeah, but yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Every, everybody had their own person who they wanted to coach. Now Coach Vern. <laughs> hey, hey, Coach Vern gonna be a pickle player to everybody. Hey, 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 even when it comes to NFL coaches and anything else too, man. Y'all, this man, Coach Vern Stacy, will go down as the greatest coach to ever coach in Cantonment for football. I'm even say he probably top three in baseball, but for football, best coach ever, hands down. And he treats you like you, he's one of one of his kids too. Oh yeah, even when I see him now to this day, man, it's just like pick up right where we left off. Yeah. I need to go see him. I ain't seen him in a while. Yeah. See, and the cool thing about it, Billy, Billy's son and my son were in the same class last year. Yeah. They go to the same school. See them all the time. Yeah. Like, he worked out. He worked out at Intel Fitness. Huh? Him and Dayton. See, I ain't, I ain't seen Billy and and Dayton. You said Dayton, right? Dayton. I ain't, I ain't seen him in a while either. Oh yeah. I ain't seen none of them in a while. Man. Yeah. Really, I ain't gonna lie. I feel like we need to get together. Everybody be saying we need to get together and have a football game just with Coach Vern, just yeah. a flag football or whatever. Man, but I really feel like we need to do We that. need to throw like a surprise party for Coach Vern, man. Exactly. That'll make him so happy. That'll make his day. What? Not even just him. Man, guess who else did that? Him and him, uh, Coach Vern and Miss Tammy just added me on Facebook. Oh, for real? I was like, as soon as I seen the name, I was like, I know that name. It ain't no question. I ain't talking to Tim either in a minute. Yeah. I, I got to add them on Facebook, man. I know, man. Yeah. But, y'all, today's topic, man, we're talking about overcoming some obstacles in life. And this is something that people don't understand. We, we kids from a small country town outside of Pensacola. Mm-hmm. He's from Cantonment. I'm from Quintet, which is even smaller than Cantonment. Then we face numerous obstacles coming up just to get to where we at right now and we still face obstacles to this day but people don't say how hard the journey is just to try to be the first to do something in your community you know, yeah. be, the, be the one you, you look I feel like people in our community we'd be like Man, I'm gonna be the one to make it yeah that's like the main thing we all focus on and we had a lot of us come out and did make some like our cousin Luce is pure for it. Made the NFL. We got QD. He made it to college. Did some stuff in the CFL. Yeah. Man, the list goes on and on about the obstacles we face in these little communities. 
And people think we don't have no value if we don't make it, but I believe we do. Just become another statistic. Another, exactly. The, but man, let's talk about some of the obstacles you had to face coming up, you know. Oh, you well, want me to start that, man? Man, let's start. <laughs> Alright, what do you think is the biggest obstacle we had to, well, you had to face growing up as a kid? Growing up, growing up as a kid? Yeah, man. Man, a lot, but it's kind of deep right here. So, growing up as a kid, like, one of my hardest obstacles was growing up, growing up without a daddy. Yeah. And I ain't, had no, I ain't had no father. My mama was there, but, you know, like, she going to teach me so much. Yeah. Like, she can't teach me how to be a man. She can't teach me how to treat a woman. Well, she can, but, like, you need a man to do all that stuff. Um, yeah. I ain't have my dad at my football games. My baseball games, yeah. none of my school events, yeah. nothing. It was just always my mama. If I had my mama, I ain't had nobody. Yeah. So it was it was hard, man. But I mean, I got through it somehow. <laughs> hey, not <that> you. <laughs> when you think about it, like I see the difference it makes in my son by me being there. Not just thinking like, damn, was I robbed of that? But I got to think about it too. Like, hey, at least we had that one parent. Even though it was just our moms, like, they they bust their ass to provide and give up these opportunities still. Right. So I'd be like, man, but it still sucked. Yeah. But did you, you met your dad recently. What power? I mean, I've seen him a few times. Yeah. Like, more than a few times, but, like, I really ain't started seeing him like that for real, for real, until like after like college and high school and all that stuff. Cause like he wanted to like start coming around, and I'm like, I don't need you no more. Like I'm already grown. <laughs> I already know about life yeah. and everything like that. But the Bible say respect thy mother and father. Yeah. So what I do, I still respect them, but I'm really too much full with them. Like if he's sick or something, I go see him. Cause that's my daddy. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here, you know. So I still go see him when he's sick. I don't talk to him on the phone. If he called me, I may answer. But that's like every blue moon. But we just recently had a falling out, like, the end of last year. So I really much, like, just pushed myself away from him. Yeah. So. Man, because, like, I've been really lately trying to feel like I need to go find me. My dad Yeah. had opportunity back when I was, like, in the military. I met my other sister from them. I met both of them before. I met, I was about to meet him. And they told me he wasn't ready to meet me. And I was like, damn, I'm grown. I'm in the military. Like, bro, I don't need you for nothing. I'm just trying to yeah. finish that that piece of the puzzle. So I actually like, okay, boom. I seen you, I met you. Now we want we to build something, a real relationship afterward, whatever, but. He must have felt good to say it like that. Man, that's why, hey. I'm still ain't talked to him since that day, and well, actually, I ain't talked to him that day. Talked to my sister, and I ain't talked to her since then. Yeah, because I think she felt guilty yeah. because how she trying to do some stuff. But I don't know. Man, look, at this point in your life, you don't even need to talk to him. Yeah. You already I, grown, got stuff going on. And I got, I got kids too. Like my uncle always tried to tell me that, like, hey, yo, you already got your kids and everything. You don't need a man. I was like, yeah, but the problem is, I think about generational curses. Yeah. I'm like, bro, how I know I'm not breaking or I'm falling right back into a generational curse that he had on his side of the family. Like, I know one side of my family. I don't know what freak this guy, like, curses this man for security yeah. and everything. And, like, I don't know, like, his the health history and shit. Like, that stuff started playing a big role. Yeah. You started thinking, like, oh, yeah, you know, one part of your health history when you started, like, Experiencing other things, probably with your body, like, oh, find out that side of family, oh, this is common in this side of family, so you should yeah. be, like, already aware versus, yeah. like, all the other stuff. But shout out to our mamas, man. Hey, strong black women. Yes, yes, indeed. Love you, mama. <laughs> Love you. Because, <laughs> man, if it wasn't for y'all, I would have been another statistic. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably be somewhere in jail, honestly. Yeah. Like, I ain't like you did have a little temper back in the day too. I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a little hothead, you know. Um, yeah. I was 
was hyper. Um, ADHD had to take Riddler. Um, what grade was I in? I beat up my teacher, man, and I had to go to a alternative school. Wait, what? Where the freak was this? <laughs> it was that, uh, was it Jim Madden? Over there? And can't tell me like yeah, right by Quintet. Is that Jamalin? Yeah, Jamalin beat my teacher up. Like I, I don't know what happened, but she had a cast on her hand or whatever. After I messed up her hand, I don't know. He was a I kid, y'all. So don't y'all ever say he a woman beater. Yeah. Shut that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> don't judge me. I'm not a woman beater. You know, I was just a child with some issues. Yeah. Yeah. Man, dang. Wait, what year was this? I don't know. I was a legit. Huh. Cause I'm like thinking like man, we always always I used to always see you when we go to lunch and shit. So I was like, oh, you got me looking at the bank. Damn, I get hurt. Cause it, nah, I ain't gonna After that, I think I had to cut. Uh, I had to go to uh, Lipscomb after that. Ooh, dang! Ain't Lipscomb another elementary school? Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, Lipscomb. yeah, yeah. So I after that I had to go to Lipscomb. Yeah. Damn, cause I know the only thing that messed me up with uh, the school districts back in the day, like they wait all the way to the fifth grade year, yeah. change of the districts and shit. So my last year, I ended up going to Molino. So I was like, man, did it happen there? I remember oh. El- yeah, it was Molino. I had to go to Molino my fifth grade year. Ended up dad's school over there, Molino. Yeah, I was a, all right, this was so funny. I was the last class of Molino Elementary before they turned Barino Park and Molino into one school. Yeah. And they made Molino Park. So you were better at that school. Basically, I'm the last one. I was like, literally, I was like, my first year here, yeah. the school closing, but it's supposed to be my last year anyway, so. But that jump right there was like, all right, because when I was at Jamala, you know, comfortable. Like, my mom and I were volunteering, knew the teachers. I'm been over there from First grade all the way up. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah. And all your friends there. Yeah, all my friends there. Yeah. Turn around, had to start all the way over. And last year, too. So these nobody I grew up with. Yeah. Man, I started climbing around. I started goofing all. Started making jokes. I got my first C and my first D in the lead up. Boy, I know you sad, boy. No, I, I realized, like, oh, I can make a C and D and still get away with stuff. So yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, now I don't really got to. Yeah, I could get an A, but do I have to? Yeah. But yeah, man, it was. Well, you know, go run and play that stuff. What? <laughs> and I got my first fight. In yeah. Man. My first fight. Did you win? Nope. Oh. Man, matter of fact, I don't know if you remember the kid, Aaron Bonner. He played baseball against us. He was a pitcher. Somewhat. They ain't no ring a bell. I think he played football with us, too. But man, he punched me in my throat, man. I couldn't breathe on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got in a similar situation. Um, when I was at Jim Mallon, yep. dude, dude punt, dude uppercut me in, in the gut. Couldn't breathe. Nah, I, man, look, I was on one knee, boy, for like five <laughs> minutes. Not all the way out, man. <laughs> hey. Hey, I ain't mess with him again. <laughs> I ain't mess with him no more. Cause, um, oof, yeah. Man, the messy thing about it, man, the kid was cutting up my clothes. Yeah. He sat beside me, like, I'm doing work. Take scissors, cut my sleeves and stuff. I was like, who the bully? Yeah. Uh, like, when we made it so messed up. Back then, you know, your parents come to school. Yeah. They pick you up, take you home, and then come bring you back. My mom whooped my tail, but she, like, she whooped my ass. Because I lost. Yeah. And then. That's what they do, bro. Yeah. They were like, you got in a fight, your ass better win. Yeah, oh, like, mm. And then my cousin, my Ted, he got in trouble too. Because he didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, his daddy came and got him. I was like, well, I'm leaving, leaving, go back to school. He, they come coming in. Yeah. He's like, man, you seen your cousin in a fight? And you didn't you step so in? So both of y'all got in trouble because you lost. Dang. That's usually how it happened. <laughs> that's usually how it happened, <laughs> <laughs> usually how it happened though. Mm-hmm. Look, that's how it be with like black families. Yeah. If, you, if you get in a fight and you lose, you get in trouble. For losing more than you would if you just got in the fight. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. If you, if you fight, you better win. And then you'll get away with it. But if you lose, yeah. yeah. But no, and also, if you're family around during that time, and they see you get in the fight, and they end up in. Yeah. 
Oh, they they getting the worst. Yeah. Learned Don't that. get it too. <laughs> oh, you just sat there and watched them yeah. get the fight and lose. Oh. I don't know if I can sit and watch like one of my family members or my my people get in the fight. No, can't. If it's like a one-on-one, I mean, I, you know, I sit back and watch, but oh. if they losing, I may come in there and <laughs> <laughs> but if, if it's like an even fight, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to let them get their one-on-one because, like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Ain't with the, that jumping stuff yeah. or whatever. Like, especially yeah. not because we're grown. Yeah. If it's a one-on-one, get your one-on-one, get your respect, go about your business. But, like, if I know you about to get body and the fight's still going on, I'm, I'm going to have to jump in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> and they ain't gonna let nobody jump you, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So Facts. like yeah. Fact. I just seen so many times like people uh let their friends get jumped or their family get jumped and they just sit back and watch. I can't do that. I'm I'm like even if it was a girl, she fighting my sister and they jumping her, I'm RK on half of y'all motherfuckers. Y'all, hey I'm like this. Hey I don't know, hey, y'all believe in equal rights. I do too. That so part. If if y'all wanna be equal Guess what? I would dare y'all jump on my sisters. Equal rights, equal fights. Look, I'll make sure if it, if it ain't a one on one, and the moment, the moment one of y'all jump in, there's an over with for you. Y'all gonna wish y'all. I'm telling you, hey, make it work. Hey, that will be the first and last time. Go ahead and get your cousin, cause I can go get mine. What? Go get your cousin. Go get your sister. Go get your brother. Get your daddy. Go get your daddy. He get the Abby too. Your uncle. It don't hey, matter. We can make this a family thing. <laughs> but no, because you know, you said you had like a lot of problems with young jit and everything. Yeah. And I know the school system was like a hard obstacle and everything because they be trying to like, oh, boom, categorize them. Man, yeah, man. Even like when I got to middle school, man, like, I will never forget this day. So, like, you know, me, like, in school, I was a nerd. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like we had like five minutes to get to class when the bell ring and most people like hang out or whatever. Like, I was always first in class, standing in the front. But I'll never forget this day. A cop came up to me in school. Just so randomly. I'm at lunch and I wave at him because, you know what I'm saying? I, I was goofy yeah. and nerd or whatever. I waited at him. Then he came up to me. He was like, hey, what's your name? Told him my name and that was it. Yeah. Next day come, I get a call on the intercom in class to come to the office. And I'm like, what the heck going on? <laughs> Next thing I know, I get up in the office, that same cop is reading me my rights. And I'm like, what? He like, uh, somebody said that she stole a necklace. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, why would I speak to you knowing that I stole a necklace? You feel me? Like, that don't make no sense. Like, why would I be trying to uh, attract attention to myself if I stole a necklace? So, like, the only description that he got was it was a tall, light-skinned person with braids. You know how many tall, light, brown-skinned, light-skinned dudes with braids was at that school at that, that time? Dude. A statistic. Yeah. And, and, like, I don't even roll like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like... He reading me my rights. Like, I'm, I'm a kid at this time. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm scared. I'm crying. I don't know what's going on. So he like, initial here, initial here. So I'm just going ahead and I'm just signing because like, I don't know what's going yeah, on. You know? And back then we didn't know better. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, I'm just signing, signing, signing. So uh, eventually I got kicked out of school because they thought I stole something. And then I started going to AV club, the uh, alternative school. And that was the worst that was yeah. the worst. Come. The worst. And look. I know the dude that that uh, stole the necklace. Because, like, I mean, the description that he gave. Yeah. Like, and I just see this dude all the time, man. And, like, I knew, like, he he did stuff like that. But yeah. I'm like, okay, well, they're not going to believe me. I already signed my uh, initial on the paper yeah. and all that stuff. So, it's like, whatever. Yeah. It, it was weird, man. Like. And back then, look, it's so messed up because it's so important to know your rights now. Yeah. Because the parent was in prison. So they had no business reading your right. You're a minor. And they try to get away with all this stuff 
like all the time. And you see like all the stuff all happen because they like, oh, if this ain't one of you, at least we got one of them out there. Yeah. That's all they looking at it. Mm-hmm. And that obstacle we face a lot, especially in this area, especially with the teachers, like majority of the school board representation don't look like us. 98% of the people that teach at schools don't look like us. Now we had a more diverse school system. A lot of teachers were not gonna let that shit go down. Yeah. And uh, this is why I hope the scandal county actually get to a point where that is the case where when you look at the elementary schools all the way up to high schools and as far as the whole type of the system, there's just as many there's just as much diversity as it is in the classroom. At Scamley County School, teaching is, is off. Terrible. I'm say that. It's, it's off. Terrible. I ain't trying to like say nothing bad about it, but it's off. And that's all I'm going to say is off. I'm going to let you know it. <laughs> it's off. Because you, you looking at it now, we missed a lot of the, the stuff Cause we looking at it from kids' point of view, yeah. and we wasn't really paying attention to a lot of stuff. The school district and school system has always been braces against us, and they still is, even when it comes down to the hiring. But think about it: when the first time you probably seen like first black male teacher. I ain't I ain't seen a first black male teacher till I was in high school. Yeah, me too. Uh, at Tate, uh, what's his name? Dude played basketball. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I think I know you talk- Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot his name. but And then on top of it, too, think about when you seen your first black dean or principal. So my uh, senior year of high school at BHS. <laughs> and it took me all the way to high school. Not saying like. It wasn't there before, like that. Just like when I seen it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like how when you seen it, yeah. And it, it's 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 funny because like the school system is so out of date that we need to get it up to the standards of what need to be today. And one of the biggest standard is diversity. Yeah, because that's an obstacle that most of the kids on the face because. If all they see is no offense to the white women, not the white teachers, nothing there too, y'all doing a great job. But if all I see is white women as teachers, and which is also the tool that they use against a lot of that uh, melan melanated America, as oh, you can't be looking at the woman this way. You got this woman with such high respect. Like, think about it. You get conditioned. Like this, because all you're going to listen to is a white woman. Yeah. All you listen to is a white woman. Like, the PE teacher may be a guy, but as far as the main teachers in the school, it's straight white women. Now imagine a kid of color. Y'all, you see is white women. Yeah. White women, white women. The importance of, they like, oh, yeah, they glorify her. Finally get to a black teacher. You don't know how to really react to it. Yeah. They start goofing off and stuff. Now, up in, up in the other states and cities, they starting to get more black teachers yeah. now. Young black ladies. Yeah. They ain't have a lot that when I was growing up. Shoot. Like the art teacher in, uh, uh, what's it, Virginia or some stuff? The one with the, the, the yams. <laughs> Woo! Hey, my club would be taking art first through eighth period. What? Hey. I won't budge. I've been that thing all day. <laughs> but no, you saw that they was talking about her because her natural curves and stuff. Yeah, like that. She she mad. I'm like, she, she can't help that. Y'all pay for it, and you mad because she got it naturally. Yeah. Y'all, y'all pay to go get tans and everything else, so she got it naturally. She's a natural born woman. She's supposed to look like that. Thank and God. Some people were saying they're going to take the kid from the school. Yeah. Okay, she's still going to get paid. She's, exactly. she's still going to be there when your kid leaves. Exactly. She don't care. Cause exactly. your kid gets taken out, that's room for somebody else's kid to go up in there. Exactly. So come down, well, nah, don't come down for the we racist. They racist. <laughs> they gonna be like, bye, bye. Look, they won't even probably hire you, girl. But shoot, man. The teachers these days we ain't having like that when we were growing up. Nope. 
We had them. All these teachers want to start sleeping with students now. I'm like, man, what? We ain't had that growing up. What the hell? We ain't had that growing up. I'm like, yeah. Y'all could have took took me. (laughs) Y'all. Took me. (laughs) Hey, look, I don't want to say nothing. (laughs) Shoot. Hey, I'll take it to my grave. What? Well, yeah, we ain't have like that. These kids, these days got it good. What? Like from the teachers to the the extra activities. The teacher, Let me stop playing. With it, yeah. <laughs> the teacher said they pay was too low, so they had to get some extra. Uh, yeah. Extra credit. It. They get good grades for sleeping with the teachers. That's oh, I would have passed every class. <laughs> I would have passed every class. But because what some other obstacles that you know, I know you had a lot of injuries that. Yeah. Slowed you down a lot too. Yeah, I had um, three knee surgeries, man. Like my um, my first knee surgery was in 2015. Uh, it was ACL, a PCL, and the LCL. So that was kind of tough. Um, I spent two years like trying to rehab and get better. I was thinking it was getting better, but it really wasn't. I got a second opinion, got another MRI. The LCL and the PCL was in contact, like after the surgery, but my ACL dissolved. They used a cadaver, and that's from a tissue bank, so my body rejected it. So I had to get another surgery in 2017. That surgery was going good, but somehow, I don't know what happened, and it started stressed out like tapping, so my leg wasn't stable. And I got another one last year in January, ACL and meniscus or whatever. So I've been in some problems with this knee. Like right now, uh, I mean, I still feel it a little bit. It'll never be the same because I had three knee surgeries. I actually got some uh, some arthritis in it right now for all my surgeries. And I'm, I'm young as crap. Yeah. But like the thing that's getting me, like my doctor said, because I am so young and I had three knee surgeries, in about 10 years, I'm gonna need a new knee. So I'm gonna be like young as crap with a new knee. But I'm thankful because I still got my leg. Most people won't have their leg. Like when I first injured my leg, I I was thinking that my leg was gonna have to get cut off. Cause I blew out three ligaments out of my knee. That's, you got five ligaments in your knee. I knew for a fact, like, I thought that my leg was going to get amputated. Because the doctor said it was that bad. Like, my leg was just, look, look like noodle just dangling. And, uh, no lie, like, whenever uh, I went to go get a check, and the dude said, like, I had all those torn ligaments and I couldn't play ball again. Like, man, I just had all type of suicidal thoughts. I'm like, man, like, I only want to play football. Yeah. I don't care about nothing else. You know how it is being an athlete. Yeah. I don't want to do nothing else but play football. Because football was my passion. It was my love. It was the only thing I wanted to do. So for the doctor to say I can't play ball again, my life came to a standstill. And I was like, what's my purpose now? Yeah. I don't have a purpose no more. Yeah. I can't do what I love. So, ain't nothing else for me to do. And it took me months and months to, like, get over that that suicidal mentality because I had to drive across the bridge to go to therapy every morning. And I'm like, I would drive this car off this bridge right now. Yeah. But I couldn't, like, get myself to do it. I don't know what stopped me from doing it. Maybe because I didn't want to put my family through that stuff. Yeah. But it was bad. Yeah. And all this started in 2014. I've been going through this knee problem for a while. You're playing with the uh, City League. Yeah, so um, I was in school, and then I took a break from school to come down here for a little bit. And then I started playing for the City League, and that's when it happened. And I'm like, dang, I never should have did that. But I was keeping myself in shape until I went back to school. 
And then boom. And I'm like, dang, bro. Like all oh, this just stay in shape. Yes. You feel like it's a waste. Uh huh. But the thing is, most people stop. Like, I still work out this leg, like, to this day. And I work out my leg crazy. Like, three times a week, I'm on this leg. And, like, most people, like, find an excuse not to, like, still, like, put in the work. Yeah. This is my excuse to put in the work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want to get my leg the best way possible. In shape as possible. Even though I know it won't ever get to 100%, I want to at least get it to, like, 70, 75. Because I know it will be no, nowhere near 80% because I had three knee surgeries. Yeah. And I got that arthritis. But if I can get it the best way shape possible, I'm going to do that. So, yeah. I've been going through with this leg. A lot of people don't know that stuff. Because yeah. I, I don't look like I had surgeries like knee surgeries. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I know... So, I know what that is, man. When you have to, the focus being on something your whole life, and you just have to give it up. Yeah, ain't gonna lie. My feelings hurt. My feelings hurt. Like, that was, honestly, my first heartbreak my whole life was when that doctor said, oh, you got a, uh, Torn ACL, you'll never be able to play ball again. That was my first heartbreak. And when he said it, man, like my heart just dropped to your stomach. Drop. When I said I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. Man. I wouldn't wish that on no no person, cause like, I mean, with football. You can't tell no ACL playing baseball. You can, but it's rare. Yeah. You might do that like sliding to a base room. Yeah. Soccer, not likely. Um, hockey, no. Basketball, you can, yeah. but you mostly you most likely to tear ACL playing football. That's why, like, whenever the athletes like in NFL and college be like tearing their ACL, I feel for them because like I know what it's like, and it's like, dang, I hope they don't. End up like me, can't play ball again. You know, back. yeah, yeah. Like, some of them they do bounce back because I think about Derrick Rose. Like man, that was my dude. Yeah, I'm a Derrick. I'm a Derrick Rose fan. I don't care even still to this day. Oh, D Rose is nice, man. But not these people nowadays will never know how nice he was. Mm-hmm. Like the Chicago Bull, low cut D Rose, low cut MVP D Rose. <laughs> Nappy Fro D roll. Yeah. Like that, that was a bad man. Man. Cause when he came down his knee, I was like I was in Chicago at the time too. Yeah. That would make it even worse. I was in Chicago. I was at A school, watching in the middle of like of the whole little barracks. It was on the big screen TV. Just saw I was like my heart dropped. Yeah. I was like, no. Everybody said they saw it coming because he used to dunk so hard and come down so hard on that leg. Yeah. It was only a matter of time. And the game was won. They didn't have to yeah. that, that would make it even worse. I was like, bro. It was, yeah. And then I see how they treated him after the fact. Yeah. Man, no, nobody deserved that, especially on the game. They all. It's like that. Yeah. If you can't do for something, like somebody or a company, yeah. they don't care about you. Yeah. Like same thing with sports. Yeah. Once they ain't done using you up. Yeah. Cause the thing is like, what can you do for me? Yeah. You can't do nothing for me. You injured. But this man can. Yeah. Well, I'm spending money this money on you when I can spend this money on him. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why I'm looking at D Road right now, I'm still proud of him because the last three years Man, it's a it's an older, wiser version of D Rose that still give me the same amount of performance that young D Rose would give yeah. me. So I'm like, man, the way I want to see him go back to Chicago, at one part of me did. Yeah. But remember how they did him? He good with he at now. Yeah. And he get better every year. Go, go to the Lakers. Get get rid of. Hey, they actually just signed Schroeder and uh, Beverly, but. 
I wouldn't say go to the Lakers, win your championship. I want to uh, see Derrick. I want to see Derrick Rose win the championship or go to Milwaukee with Giannis. He ain't gonna win no uh, championship at the Lakers. Think about the Lakers, man. They got too many stars on their team. Yeah. They got too many stars. Oh, they get rid of Westbrook though. Huh? They got. They about to get rid of Westbrook. They need to. They they uh they just brought in Stroder. Too many stars on one team will always lead to something bad. Like, yeah. think about it. When LeBron was just at Cleveland, it was just him and like two other people. They did good. Yeah. When he was at uh, Miami Heat, it was just the big three. They did good. Yeah. When he didn't have so many all them people with LA, he was good. Even though they was in, in that little bubble league or whatever. But but when you like stacking, I don't know. It's different with uh, with basketball and football. Yeah. If you stack on football, yeah, you go win. Yeah. Look at Tom Brady. And look at Alabama. Well, I ain't like Alabama only got upset with uh, Texas. Texas yeah. Hey, I was watching that game, and my my team, Miami, came to score a freaking touchdown. The Texas A&M. God damn. <laughs> oh, hey, man. Look, my team almost lost to uh, South Florida last night. Trust me. I was, I was looking. I was like, I was, man. The main, the main is so messed up. Florida State won. They still 3 0. All they games been by like the this. luck. The hey. LSU game. Luck. luck and look, their quarterback hurt. So guess what? Yeah, <laughs> good luck, <laughs> FSU. But nah, I'm waiting for us to play y'all. Uh, play uh, FSU anyway. But we played Texas A&M. You know, defense wise, good. Yeah, but I realized offense we ain't got no threats. Like they would never throw the ball deep. Like I'm saying, they could have came from defense as well too. But bro, take a chance. Do something. Yeah. Stop doing these. It's third and eight. What the fuck you doing to hit drive for? Get get them some of field. You know what that means? They don't trust their deep threat. Nope. And like the angle, I don't think Van Dyke is a good quarterback either. No offense, but yeah, actually, yeah, offense. He sucks. He's garbage. <laughs> He's a yeah, offense. <laughs> he, he is garbage. Yeah. That's, and look, that obstacle in Miami, like they say, we got a good quarterback. Got good this, that, and third, and show it. Yeah. All I, that's all I want them to see. Them just show it. Because what obstacles are you still facing? You know, not even just knee wise, like personal wise. Personal wise. So, you know, uh, I lost my big brother in 2018. Yeah, I remember that. So, I'm I'm still going through that. I mean, it's been a couple years, but like, you know, that's something that you'll never be able to get over that. So, I mean, I think about him every day. And, like, when I'm going through stuff, you know, like he come up in my head, um, and every day I just think about it. I'm like, dang, like it is it something that I could have did to prevent that from happening. Yeah. Like he had like some health issues or whatever, so like sometimes I feel guilty because I be like, dang, like like I said, like maybe I could have like did something to help prevent that, but I didn't know, you know, yeah. had I had known. Maybe I could have no. did something, you know. Yeah. So that's something that I still like deal with to this day, and I still get mad. And when I get mad, I think about that because like I'm jealous. Yeah. I want my brother here. Yeah. I know God needed him more, but like I want my brother here. Yeah. I need my brother here. I want my brother here, but I don't got him. And I got this necklace. And like I only took this thing off one time since you left, and that was because I had to get a uh, the X ray done. Other than that, I have not taken this thing off since two thousand eighteen. Like that's like that's the most thing I deal with right now. Yeah, I'm going through some other stuff, but that is the that right there is like the most significant thing I'm going through right now. And like I said, it's been a couple of years, but I'm still going through that. I'll never be able to like let that go. Yeah, I remember when I heard about it. They just came out of nowhere. That was one of the twins, too. Yeah. yeah. Worst day of my life. I would say that's the second. That's the second heartbreak I had in my life. But that's the the first. You know, like that. That top everything. Yeah. And like I like like I told somebody else, I never knew what a heart. I never knew what a broken heart felt like until I lost my brother. 
Like how these people be like, oh, she broke up with me, my heart broken, or woo the woo the woo, my heart broke. Yeah. My brother loved me, and that broke my heart. Like I said, that that is the most pain I ever felt in my life. This my knee don't even compare to that. Yeah. Don't even compare to that. Yeah. Especially with somebody that close to you. Yeah. Cause like I be trying to. I get on my grandma still to this day. Yeah, I know y'all was like this. And my, you know, my, my grandma still, she said, hey, my, my granddad now, that one still, yeah. Yeah. Because I ain't never going to say goodbye. Yeah. That one made it even worse. The day they call us in, like, about to die and stuff, everybody going in and say bye and everything. I finally get time to come. But he told me he wanted to go to my basketball game and stuff. We try to walk in and talk to him for a minute, but then somebody else came in the barge and told me to talk to me when I get back. Yeah. Died before I got back. So never had no one that I never had to talk like with my granddad, like, oh, about women or nothing, anything else to figure that out on my own. I never got to say goodbye. I never really Gotta have that conversations that I needed to have yeah. with my granddad, man. And like, find out, you find you do find out more about certain people after they gone than you do when they're alive. But like now, knowing with the history, like our family, our cancer stuff, like I came more cautious with myself. Like, oh, now I know I need to check yeah. certain things. Like my grandma, she pissed me off sometimes because. Like if you know better, do better. If you know y'all, your whole y'all y'all family got high blood pressure, diabetes, everything else, you want to freaking eat in a certain way. Yeah. Why aren't you doing little stuff like here exercising? Like I'm saying, you older. There's old people that eighty and ninety years oldest in the gym to this day, mm-hmm. and they working out. They ain't making no excuse. Yeah. I understand this that hurt, but you want that stuff hurting, you gotta go through a different type of pain. Yeah. And it, it irks me because like a lot of stuff that she be facing right now, I'm like bro, it, like if you lose a good 20, 30 pounds, a lot of the stuff that's bothering you won't bother you. Yeah. And I already know. I was like, man, I could tell. I was like, if something happened to her, I'm gonna feel like they everybody's like, oh, you you too hard on her. Sometimes I was like, nah, because something happened to her. And I'm be thinking in my head like, man, everything I told you to do, you didn't do it. And they could have probably prevented that, man. I, I could. I'm probably made, I'm like a check. I'm a check out. I, I can't. I wouldn't be able to comprehend that. Yeah. I can't. I wouldn't be able to. Even though I got kids and stuff, I know that I need to be be there for them. I, I had to. I would literally had to shut everybody else out. Yeah. Cause I'm like. I I literally wake up to, like I, I'm gonna fix my grandma breakfast. I'm the one. Put on her little socks because she got like a fluid on her knees and legs and stuff. I'm like, I'm there. Yeah. I'm I'm here like every like I'm gonna drive her to her appointments and everything. So if she ain't trying to do better and something happened, man, I ain't gonna I don't know how to get that. And people don't understand that until they go through that. Yeah. Now people are like, oh, keep your head up. Always oh, gonna get better. You can't say that because you're not going through like what I'm doing. Yeah. Like what you doing? Like a lot of people not doing what you're doing. A lot of people not like putting on their grandma's socks, cooking them breakfast or whatever, taking them to their appointment. Yeah. They they're not doing that, but they quick to say, "Oh, keep your head up, go get better." Don't tell me that. Like you, you understand that pain? Yeah. Like when my cousins they recently just lost their mama, like I ain't want. Tell them nothing, but I was like, man, if you need to talk, yeah, I'm here. That's I feel like that's the best thing because people handle things different ways. Yeah, and especially when you're grieving, like grieving, especially for a loved one that's been like there from when you first open your eyes to the moment they leave. Man, that joint is like I realized I didn't give my granddaddy's death until. I had to sit down in jail and like really work through certain things. Yeah. That was over 10 years. It was like, man, I'm still, I'll hold on to some anger. Yeah. Still from that. And it's like, 
grief in general, like, everybody grieves different. And you need to go to therapy, find your therapist to talk to. But I realize it's not that the way you miss them goes away. It's just how you become to be able to handle it gets a little bit easier. Certain days, other days it's just like, bro, I can't, I don't even want to do shit no more. Yeah. See, don't lie, I tried that therapy thing and yeah. my brother left. It's not for everybody, I'm gonna say this, it's yeah. not for everybody. Yeah. And sometimes it actually feels worse yeah. because they say certain stuff that you don't want to hear. The triggers. But I learned this. You have to find a therapist that fits you. Yeah. Because when I first started doing mental health with the military, them therapists, I was like, bro, I ain't trying to go to this shit. You telling me, oh, pop myself with a rubber band every time I get mad. What the fuck kind of shit is that? Yeah. I look like, bro, what, how I look stupid do I look popping myself with a rubber band yeah. and I'm mad? I'm like, man, you ain't helping me. What you just telling me, oh, you triggered. Pop it. That sounds retarded. And then you send me the other person. There's a treatment like, oh, bro, oh, trying to rush me, get me out of the, oh, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I go to some counselor after I got out of jail. Me and the dude, he's like, bro, I just real talk. Just, just, we can talk. We do anything else. Like, what you want to talk about? I got a little bit more comfortable with him. Then. Once I stopped doing that stuff at the jail, I started getting a little anxiety attacks again and everything. So I feel like you know people are picturing me and everything. It was really kind of bothering me still. Man, the last therapist I had, I had her for the last over a year now, and like it's the perfect fit. I had to go through a couple of them. Yeah, but man, like progress wise. Made like I don't think I would have made it this far without God and her. But gotta say God first, cause man, yeah. God, man, we put in, ain't no coincidence who we put in your life and when he moves and certain things. Amen. But man, by me being able to see things in another person, I am being able to understand a. Hey, yeah, you've been through a lot of trauma. You be people go through trauma every day, but we don't never know it. We we don't think it's trauma. Yeah, we think it's normal. But learn how to compartmentalize that, and like say, oh yeah, this is just one bad moment in this good day. Like being able to take that moment that was just bad for that right now, and then not let that ruin. Yeah, man, because. There been so many days I'd be like, man, fuck it. I've been saying fuck it numerous days. Yeah. I've been this close. It be like that these, these days, man. Yeah. It's too much going on in the world. Oh, yeah. Man. Because what uh, what is one thing you want to tell these people about facing obstacles that's really... Or overcoming obstacles that's really you think will help them in any type of obstacle they're facing. You only fail when you stop trying to get through it. Once you give up and stop trying, it's over with. You'll never get past that obstacle. Like the stuff I've been through, I'm still pushing. Like, take it back to my knee. Like, I could have gave up after my first surgery, but I didn't. I kept on pushing. Yeah, I had to get two more surges. I got three, but I'm, but I mean, I'm still pushing. I'm, I'm walking. I'm working out. I'm training. I'm doing stuff that I want to do. Um, the doctor said I'd never be able to like run again, and here I am jogging because I didn't give up. I don't listen to men because a man only knows so much. So you only fail when you stop trying. So don't ever stop. Um, just it's all a mental thing. Like, once you get past the mental part, everything gets to come easy with it. Because, like, that's your biggest battle is the mental side. So don't ever stop trying. Don't ever give up. 
Man, cause I can't say no better myself. <laughs> but like you said, man, don't listen to man. Man knows limitations. I'll let y'all know right now. Faith you have in God and yourself can crumble all the limitations that man put on you. We're living witnesses of and testimonies that the limitations they put on us, we shattered them glass ceilings numerous and numerous times. As long as you keep pushing forward, man, nobody can stop you but you. Amen. But y'all, cuz, thank you again. Mr. Ty Johnson, y'all. Man, I want to tell you thank you for coming in, sharing your angle. It was a testimony and everything, your life journey. Yes, sir. With uh, overcoming a lot of different obstacles in the day and in the past. Man, if y'all didn't get nothing from that one, do some soul searching and check yourself. <laughs> and hopefully he'll bring me back on the show for another one. Oh, cool. Hey. <laughs> and hey. then, hey, I'll get deeper into it. It's a lot of stuff I left out. Maybe that's for next time. But who knows? We got to uh, see Mr. King bring me back on the show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, you always hey, always open the door for anybody want to come back. Man, but man, like I always say, dream big dreams. The small dreams have a little magic. And how big would you dream if you know you couldn't fail? And remember this. Y'all just do y'all best. And let God take care of the rest. Man, I love y'all. Thank you again, cuz. Yes, Peace, sir. love, happiness. Y'all know we out. I know that I'm different. Self-motivated, self-disciplined. Yeah. I learned from my experience. I just want someone to take me serious. Real questions that I ask. How long will this solo trip last? I'm content with being alone in the but it's changing and it's something I can't grasp Turn off my phone, I'm in my zone So now I'm acting different I'm to myself, I'm in my head Mapping out this life I'm living Shadow work on myself I done already seen hell Can't fit in so I rebel But I don't miss a beat I don't miss a beat